Snap Studios. In the mirror, I play this game. I wave my hand. He does the same, but when I strike, he turns to flee. That's how I know that that's not me. You've crossed over the spoot. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. From KQED and PRX, you've crossed over to Spoot. There's a restaurant that I love in Oakland, not far from my spot, Le Cheval. It fuses Vietnamese, French, and Chinese cooking into deliciousness. That lemongrass tofu on rice, mm. it's not fancy. It's an everyday type of place. Owned by the gregarious Tran family. That always goes the extra mile to make my family feel at home. It's where I often watch ball games, celebrate birthday parties. We have my daughter's graduation there. Like an extension of my living room. So, when they announced that they were closing, it felt like a gut punch. Like someone had sold the family homestead. No way. But at the same time, yeah, I knew it was coming. We all did. What else could they do? Because as much as I love my neighborhood, and I do love my neighborhood, I love the people here in Oakland. I raise my kids here in Oakland, but something is wrong. Because it's not just one restaurant. It's one after the other. Businesses, whole families leaving, fleeing. Like, cutting off the fingers and toes of our community. We all see the monster. It's right there. And we know that soon the set of the fingers and toes is going to come for the whole hand, the whole foot, this cancer, this stain, even as the price of housing skyrockets, leaving people to sleep alone on the streets. We can't seem to fight the beast at our doorstep. And I don't wonder if we're making ghosts right now. No. I just wonder what kind. 
and their whole family moved across the world from Massachusetts to Perth and Sabina she's one of those kids who likes to spend a lot of time on her own reading, writing, playing in the yard but Sabina when she starts getting a little older sometimes she'll be out by herself and she'll start to wonder if she's really alone an almond tree in the backyard and I spend a lot of time climbing in that tree one afternoon I was sitting on a branch and suddenly I just feel like I'm being watched you know how you can sense when there's someone else there I try to keep my balance I have my hand on the branch and I turn around carefully you know slowly And I can't see anything. There was nothing there. All my senses are on overdrive. And I'm listening for things. I go to a Catholic school where they tell you when you misbehave, you know, God takes notice. I'm wondering, you know, is it God checking me out? I actually feel numbness in my limbs. I go inside the house, but the sense that there actually is someone watching me do this just doesn't dissipate. I just don't want to be alone. I find the dog, and I just sit with her for a while. But I don't tell anyone anything, because what am I going to tell them? I was sitting in the tree... I freaked out, and I got out of the tree. It was probably every month I would get that feeling. We have a dachshund named Mousie. She's a very chilled out dog. She's a great dog for a little kid. She lets you do everything. She lets you put clothes on her. She lets you drag around in the wagon. One day I was in my bedroom and I was lying on the floor reading a book and she was lying right in front of me we kind of were mirroring each other and 
I get that feeling that there's someone there. And I notice that the fur on her back has started to stand up. She didn't bark. She just seemed to really focus all her attention over my shoulder. So I looked over my shoulder. There's nothing there. But she was definitely looking at something. And she just kind of stood up and just exited the room. I think, wow, it's not just me. She's also sensing it. She senses there's something in this house. And that just really frightened me. It's probably been about six months, and I was reading in bed, and I turned off the light, and I'm under my covers, and at this point, I'm not sure why I'm awake. And I realize I can hear music. It's kind of faint at first, just a few chords here and there. But it starts to grow in volume. I can actually make it out more clearly. And it's, it's circus music. It sounds like it was being played by a band and a little slowly, a little off tempo. It was kind of muted, as if somebody was playing it through a pillow or something. Who would be playing circus music? It just was so strange. I yell across to my sister. We have adjoining rooms. I yell across, and I'm like, Norma, can you hear that? And she said, what? Can you hear the music? Can you hear the circus music? And she said, oh, my God, you're so weird. You're scaring me. And she put the covers over her head. But the music was, like, undeniable at that point. And I start to notice that the room, it's filling up with this kind of smoke-like mist. And it just seems to be increasing. It's just, it's all around me. It smelled like burning. Like when people are burning the underbrush or the incinerator at school would be going. But I was just so taken with what else was going on that I didn't really have time to think about that. I was just so riveted by what was happening at the foot of my bed. I start to see something kind of materialize and slowly it comes into focus. It's a doorway. It has a wooden frame with a darker space within it. I am so awake. So I sit up in bed 
Even though I'm scared, I also feel like I cannot stop watching. And I start to see at the foot of my bed something red appearing as it elevates I can see that it's round it's about the size of a you know medium sized ball that you play with it's kind of bobbing there and it's hazy it's transparent and it's slowly kind of moving up and then I see that it's a balloon It's a red balloon that is slowly rising at the foot of my bed. And then I see that it's got a string attached to it, as balloons do. And that also at this point, I can see a set of stairs start to materialize. It's as if a set of stairs has just been projected at the foot of my bed. And I can see that this balloon is going up the stairs. And at that point, I started to get really, really freaked out. And then I saw a hand holding the string. And then the top of someone's hat It's a straw hat with a ribbon and maybe a two-inch brim. It's a boater. And I realize that there's a little girl walking upstairs at the foot of my bed. She has long red hair in two braids tied off with ribbons. She is wearing a long-sleeved white dress with a very high collar. She's got the dress belted around with like a light blue kind of sash. And then I see that she's starting to turn in my direction. She has a little kind of snub nose. She has a whitish face. She looked like she was about 12, and she wasn't that pretty. And then where her eyes are supposed to be, there are actually holes. I can see the wall of the room through where her eyes are supposed to be. I hit that point where I was just like, I don't want to see this. And I had my eyes screwed shut and I was just screaming. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And we keep them bottled up. It can start to affect us in ways we don't expect. How we treat our family, our friends. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp, 
BetterHelp.com slash Glenn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-L-Y-N-N. Support for Snap Judgment presents Spooked comes from Odoo. Tired of relying on disconnected software to manage your business? Then you need Odoo. Odoo is an all-in-one management platform with a suite of user-friendly applications designed to simplify and connect every aspect of your company in one easy-to-use software so you can get more done in less time. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash spooked. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash spooked. Odoo, because amazing employees deserve amazing software. I have absolutely no recollection between the minute she looked at me, an eye clock that she didn't have any eyes, to my dad showing up with my mother close behind him at the side of my bed saying, you know, Sabina, what on earth is wrong? Why are you screaming? I told them what had happened. I'm inconsolable. I'm so freaked out. There's a girl. She looked at me. And she doesn't have any eyes. My parents just respond the way that sensible parents would respond. Oh, you're terrified. Poor you. You had a nightmare. But they didn't think that there was anything really there. We didn't talk about it after that, really. My parents' solution is to keep me away from anything that might potentially scare me. At the time, there was an Australian toothpaste brand called Uncle Sam's Toothpaste. You need all the teeth you can get. Uncle Sam's got a super I don't know, maybe Australians thought Americans had great teeth or something, but that was what they called the toothpaste. And in the ad, Dracula uses Uncle Sam's toothpaste because clearly he needs great teeth. And every time it came on, my parents would say, it's the Uncle Sam's toothpaste commercial, Sabina. You have to leave the room. This is how they dealt with what they called my nightmares. I didn't sleep in my bed for maybe two years. I just moved in with my sister. She did not have a say in the matter. I didn't care. I was not going to sleep alone because I was scared that she would come back. It's at least four years later. My dad has a grad student. She babysits me sometimes. Mostly, she just takes me around to do cool stuff. Like, she'll take me to art exhibits, or she'll take me shopping for a book, or she'll take me to a fair. And she wants to take me to this kind of art house, South African film. And we get to the movie theater, and... Another film is showing, and it's Picnic at Hanging Rock. 
The poster, it's really catching my attention. It's girls, they're outside, and they're in the long white dresses, sashes, belted, long hair, and they have the boater hats. Oh my God, that, that girl, that girl I saw. I could see all the details again. I remembered everything. It just kind of stunned me. And I tell her, I'm like, Sophie, can't we just see Picnic at Hanging Rock? And she goes, oh, I don't think so. It's too scary. And I just begged her. And of course, you know, Sophie was in her 20s. She wanted to see Picnic at Hanging Rock. So in the end, an agreement was struck. And we went to see the movie. It's a bunch of girls in the outback in Australia at a boarding school. And they go on an excursion to, you know, the eponymous Hanging Rock. And while they're there, something really weird happens. Some of the girls disappear. Miranda? 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 Miranda, don't go up there, come back! absolutely terrified me. The way that they reminded me of that little girl that I'd seen so many years ago. So shortly after I see Picnic at a Hanging Rock, I'm with my friend Catherine. We're at the park that's literally, it's like a block from my house. It's called Mason's Gardens. It's a small park And there's a swamp in the middle. We were just hanging out and talking. I asked Catherine, why is it called Mason's Gardens? And she goes, I have no idea. I'll ask my mother. She'll know she's a real estate agent. She knows all about the area. Next time we're together, which is, you know, just a few days later, she tells me that it's called Mason's Gardens because it used to be just a little farm And the guy had a produce stand set up there, a guy named Mason. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I just said to her, well, what about the block where I live? Which is really literally a block over. She goes, well, I'm not exactly sure where exactly it happened, but my mother did say that somewhere in that area there was a fair that had been set up between 1900 and 1910. And there was a fire and quite a few people were killed. I immediately thought of the girl at the foot of my bed. 
The weird music, the smoke, what the girl was wearing, the balloon. It suddenly made sense. It did make me think, like, that could have been me. Sometimes kids die. What if I died in a fire? I just went home. I didn't say anything to my sister. I didn't say anything to my parents. Because it was so scary to me, and if I didn't hear myself telling that story to someone, maybe I could pretend it wasn't true. This must have been, you know, at least 10, 15 years ago. I was at the circus with my kids, and I heard the same piece of music. I hadn't heard it in a long time, but immediately I remembered. It just rabbit-holed me right back to that time. I was like, yeah, that's the music. That's the piece. Sabina for sharing your story with the Spook. If you want more stories from Sabina, well, she's published a book of them. You can find it in our show notes. The original score was by Laline St. Just. It was produced by Zoe Ferrigno. Nothing goes away. No, nothing ever, but nothing stays the same either. There are echoes. And I have a request of you. See, several traditions mention beings called the jinn. They're made not of earth as we are, but of fire. Beings that live beside us, next to us, but are not of us. Some are good, some are bad, who's to say, but... If you have a relationship with a being born of fire, I would certainly love to know about it. Yes, I would like that very much. Spooked at snapjudgment.org because there is nothing better than a spook story from a spooked listener. And you got to understand this entire spooked enterprise only happens because of the kindness of strangers. So let me ask you for a kindness. Stop. For just a moment, share this episode with someone you think needs an invitation to walk this spook road. Put it on your social media. Let somebody know because that's the only way spook happens. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I appreciate you. by the team that shows deep respect for the traditions of each and every home we enter. Except, of course, for Mark Ristich, who insists on gobbling the first bite of everybody else's food. There's David Kim, Zoe Frigno, Ann Ford, Eric Yanez, Taylor Ducat, 
Marissa Dodge, Miles Lassie, Doug Stewart, Paulina Creaky, Elizabeth Z. Pardue, Aditi Umatu, Lulu Jemima. The spook theme song is by Pat Masini Miller. My name is Lynn Washington. Now, there are certain things that you can't learn from a book, but you need to know them all the same, and I am sorry. Because for this, there is no viral video. ChatGPT can't help you. These things are often about place and about power. Because knowing your place can take a lifetime. But knowing your power can take longer still. How can it be that you are powerful beyond measure, a God-made flesh, and infinitesimally insignificant on the wheel of the universe? Both at the same time. And we only get a little while to try and remove the scales from our eyes. This is madness. How do we give our lives the scaffolding, the vantage point to see things as they truly are? <laughs> I have no clue. But I have learned the teacher only appears when the student is ready. So each and every day, I try to send a signal that I am ready the best way I can by never ever never ever never ever 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 never turning out the lights this story was summoned in the dark of night by KQED and PRX.